starting with Hai Amar Aleph, we're trying the Mishnah, the new Perik. Meme 45a. Says the Mishnah. Shlosh Achluk Achat, three people ate together. Chayavi Lizamein. They have to make Zimun. The one says, Nevarech Shechalnu Mishalo, and the other one answers. It's clear that if we ate non, one of them ate non kosher food, or all of them ate non kosher food, there's no Zimun that we see in the Mishnah later. Zimun doesn't work if there's non-kosher food. <coughs> the Mishnah is going to describe what's called kosher food and what's called not kosher food. What? I'm sorry? What? What? To make a bracha. No, you don't make brachot. And there's no zimun and non-kosher food. Now, the order, when a person has grain in Eretz Yisrael, Truma Masa is like this. First thing you have to do is to take off Truma Gedola. One-fiftieth, give it to a Kohen. Not done yet. <coughs> That's called, before you do that, it's called Tevel. You're not done yet. Then you got to take Maser Rishon, a tenth, and give that to the Levi. Now, the Levi has to take a tenth of that, which is called a Trumat Maser, and give it to the Kohen. Before you do that, the Levi cannot eat his Maser. The Levi can eat his Maser after he gives a tenth to the Kohen. So you have Trumat Gedola, the Israel is giving. Then he's giving Maser Rishon to the Levi. And the Levi is giving a tenth of that to the Kohen. And then the Israel, on his leftover, has to give another tenth for Masa Sheni. That you bring up to Yerushalayim and you eat it. If you don't <coughs> want to bring it up and eat it, you could outside Yerushalayim, you can redeem it. On a coin, you can redeem it. Before you redeem it, it's forbidden to eat. Hegdesh, if you consecrate something, it's also forbidden to eat until you redeem it. These things have to be redeemed. That's <coughs> the Mishnah. Achal Dumai. Now, Dumai really is a, if questionable if the Ma'aretz gave you, sold you wheat. You don't know for sure he took off Maser or not. That is really not supposed to be eaten. The fact that a Mishnah tells you on this you do, you do have Zimun is a Chidush. And the Mi'gmarik later will tell you why you're allowed to do it on Demai. It's forbidden to eat. How could you do Zimun on Demai? The next part is a little questionable because there's no Chidush. Maser Rishon Shenatla Trumato means you have Maser Rishon belongs to the Levi. He took off the pop, proper Truma, the tenth of a tenth. Of course you can make Zimun. This is problematic. What is the Chidush? Tigmar will ask the question. Maser Sheni or Hegdevegdesh and if they were redeemed again, what is the Chidush? Obviously, if he redeemed it, everything is right. Tigmar will discuss that too. Hashemash, the waiter, Shach Gazayat. If the waiter ate a Gazayat, he could join you for Zimun. Hakoti is a person called the Kuti for a nation called Kuta, that the king of Ashur transplanted in Shomron, in Eretz Israel, and they were Goyim, and they got scared, the lions came on them, they became Gerim, and this Mishnah holds, at this time, they're called Geri Emet, and Mizamna Allah, you can use them for Zimun. However, Achal Tebel, if you eat Tebel that didn't take Truma yet, or Master Rishon shall not Rimato, the Master Rishon that went to the Levi, he did not take off the tent yet, forbidden food. Master Sheni Vegdesh Niftu was not redeemed. They're all forbidden. Women, slaves, and children, you can't combine them to your Zimun. What is the minimum amount you have to eat to have Zimun? Machloket. Tanakama, which is Apostle Rabbi Meir, says at Kezayit. Rabbi Huda Omer, at Kebeitzah, you have to have a minimum of a Beitzah, which is, according to most poskim, double of a Kezayit. Rambam holds a little bit different, but most poskim it's double of a Kezayit. Menani Mili, how do we know there's a thing called Zimun? Omer Rav Asi, the Omer Kras, Ezra Pasuk, Gadol Hashem, Iti. 
Make Hashem great together with me. So that means God was plural. Two people together with me is three. I'll call the Shem Hashem. How will you two return Godel al to make Hashem great? So we have one is talking and two are answering. That's how you see Zimun is with three. How you know the person answers Amen on the blessing? He shouldn't say it louder than the one that made the blessing. The same level of decibels between the one that said the bracha and the one that's answering Amen. In those times, the Gemara, that I think called the Metar game. When the rabbi gave a lecture, there was a person that explained it to the people and he spoke loud, everybody could hear him. How do we know that the one that's translator is not allowed to reshai lahagbiya kol yotem in He's not allowed to be louder than the one that's reading. So there's one reading, and the second one is translating and saying it over. How do you know that the translator cannot raise his voice louder than the one that said the original pasuk? Shenema it says Moshe Yadava Moshe spoke for Lakimya and Enu Hashem is saying back bekol in his voice. Whose voice? Shein Talmud Loma Bekol doesn't have to say the word Bekol. Of course, he's speaking in a voice. Ma Talmud Loma Bekol it means Bekolu Shel Moshe, meaning they both had the same level of decibels. Hashem and Moshe. Tosfot explains Moshe was the meturgeman. Hashem is the speaker. Now Hashem knew that if he'll speak low, because he'd have to speak loud to Moshe. It will speak low. It will put Moshe in a bad position because then Moshe can't speak louder than he spoke. So Hashem raised his voice to the level of Moshe Rabbeinu that Moshe should be able to say over to everybody. It wasn't necessary. Hashem could have said it lower. Moshe would have heard because he's not talking to everybody. But if you do that, Moshe would not be able to say it louder. So here you see that you're not allowed to say it louder than the one that's speaking. We have a bright like that. The metargim is not allowed to raise his voice more than the reader. Now this second part, the Achronim explained that the same way that the one that's metargim can't go louder than the reader, he also can't go lower than the reader. Because he wants everybody to hear. He has to be the same. And if the reader sees... No, one after the other. But if you see, if the one that's reading sees that if he's going to say it, if he's going to say it loud, then the Targum will not be able to go as loud as him, then the one that's reading has to go lower. Because it has to be the same. So he can't be louder than the Korei, and he can't be lower. So if the one that's reading sees that this Targum doesn't have a loud voice, so the reader should lower his voice. The Targum shouldn't be put in a position that he's have to go lower than him, which is also no good. So in the the same. So you should hear well, the metargim is the one that everybody's <coughs> hearing, so he can't go louder or lower than the reader. So he has to. What is so, him do with that Oh, because we're talking about the pasuk. Yeah, God bless Hashem. He's speaking together and answering. So what do we have over here? So if he actually metargim like be a kolayot to connect a korei, to able to explain it to everybody, translate. Yes, yes. Yeah, by rabbi speaking, by class. By Drasha. Right, but here it says he shouldn't do that. It shouldn't be lower. If the Metagim doesn't have a loud voice and he can't say it as loud as the Korei, so the one that's reading the first one should lower his voice for Yikra so that the Metagim shouldn't have to go lower than him. 
Let's say two people ate together, not three. Of course, there's no obligation to make zimun, but one says imratsu if they voluntarily want to make zimun, it's okay, you don't have to, but you're allowed to do it. Chadamer one says three, you have to. Two, you're allowed to. Chadamer one says imratsu If two want to do it, they're not allowed to do it. Not just you don't have to, you're not allowed to do it. Now let's try to prove it. Learn the Mishnah. Make a diuk, shlosha in, three make zimun, shnayim lo. And the simple answer is, hatam chova. The Mishnah is discussing if you're obligated. Three are obligated, two are not obligated. You can't make a diuk, though the two cannot do it. Mishnah says three have to do it. Two don't have to do it. Hacha, here we're talking about reshut. If you want to do it. So you have no proof from the Mishnah. Toshma. Another proof. It says, shlosha shachlu ka'achad. Three people ate together, chayavin lezamein. They're not allowed to split up. Sounds like they're not allowed to split up because they'll lose zimun. But they're not going to lose zimun if you hold two could do zimun. Three are not allowed to split up because they'll lose zimun. in shnayim lo. And says over here that two are allowed to split up. According to you, how could they split up? Even if two ate together, they shouldn't be allowed to split up because they'll lose zimun. There it's different. Because they, since they started off with three, if they'll split up and make two, so they're, they're going to a lower level. The question was, it said that three can't split up because they're losing Zimun. But you're not losing Zimun. Two could make Zimun. The answer is two could make Zimun. It's a lower level. It's a matter of Chovah. to Rishut. So you're going to a lower level. Toshma. We learned in the Brayta, Ashamash, Really, a waiter is not supposed to sit down and eat with the host. It's not their cheretz, unless they tell him to. Now let's sit down and eat with the hosts. A waiter that's waiting, waiting on two people. He's allowed to eat with them. Why? Because he knows they want him to sit down with them to be able to make zimun. What? He, he, he's allowed to sit down and eat with them. He's allowed to sit down and eat with them. Now, to, when they're eating, he's allowed to sit down without permission because he knows they want him to eat with them to be able to have zimun. If he's waiting on three people, since they don't need him, it's not their cheres to eat with them. Unless they give him permission. question is, what do, you, what do you have to sit down with them? Two is enough. If two could make zimun, why could the shamish sit down with the two? They don't want him to sit down there. They don't need him for zimun. They can make zimun themselves. Shani atam. There it's different. Why? They prefer they should sit down with them. Even though they could do it with two, it's a lower level. The two is a voluntary. The three is a chovah. So they prefer the mikvul b'chovah. They'd rather him sit down with them, even though they could do it with two. But three is better. Preferable. So they want him to sit down with them. They'll have the obligation of three. We learned. The Mishnah told us that men and women can't combine for zimun. The Brayta tells us, Nashim can do zimun by themselves. <coughs> if a bunch of women ate, they can make zimun. They can't join together women, children, and slaves. <coughs> but women themselves can do it. We always know that even a hundred women only have only a status of, cannot be considered more than two men. So, hundred women are two men. So it says that we're talking about Nashim is amnot liatzman. But Avadim is amnot liatzman. You see, 
a hundred women can make zimun is the equivalent of two men taking, making zimun. So you see two men, a lot of make zimun. Answer Shani Atam de Iked Even though women in the world, we say a hundred women like two men, but here they consider it like more than two men. Because here the main thing is to have people. It says, God Hashem Iti. You have to have more people involved. doesn't matter how smart or how chashuv they are. As long as you have people. Three people is God Hashem Iti. So even though in general the chashivut of a hundred women is like two men, but as far as zimun, as long as you have three bodies sitting over there and answering, that's better than two men. That's the case. Look at the seifer. If the main thing is to have people, so why can't women and slaves combine to make zimun? We don't want women and slaves eating together because they're going to come to bad things. Now we had a machloket if two could make zimun or not. But we had two names. We had Rav and Rabbi Yochanan. But we didn't know who held what. The Mojah said, there were two opinions. Rav and Rabbi Yochanan, one says two could make zimun and, two, and one says two cannot make zimun. We can try to prove now which of the rabbis said yes and which of the rabbis said no. To time, let's try to prove the Rav I'm going to try to prove to you Rav was the rabbi that says two cannot make zimun if they want to how will I prove it? because we're quoting Rav is saying three people ate together one of them went out to the street before zimun happened they can call him from the distance and even though he's far away he's standing in the middle of Ocean Parkway you can call him and make zimun with him Tam, but the only reason it is because they call him law. Because you're calling him. Oh, look, call him law. Law, if you wouldn't call him, you cannot. Why not? You have two left. If you have two left, you can still make zimun. It says three people are eating and one walks away. You have to call him, let him answer from the distance. What do you have to call him for? There are two people left. According to you, if two people are enough, let them just make zimun without him. The answer is, Since we're trying to prove that two people cannot make zimun, not a proof. Not a good proof, because there, they originally had obligation of the level of chovah. They had three. They can't lower the obligation now to level of voluntary. Since they had obligation of three, they have to do it again with three. So we did not prove Rav holds either way. El I'm going to prove Rabbi Yochanan the Amar and Rav Lazamin I'm going to prove the opposite. Rabbi Yochanan is the one that says that two cannot make zimun. What's the story? The Amar Rabbah Bar Bar Chana Amar Rabbi Yochanan. Shnayim Sha'achlu. It's a tricky proof. Shnayim Sha'achlu Ke'achad. Two people ate together, not three. Two people ate together. They ate together. Echod Mehem. You would say Birchat Chaverav. One wants to make Birchat Hamazon for both of them. That's okay, because Shomea Kone, the one that's hearing it, is as if he said it. Rabin and Bon, we ask on that, my Kamashmon, what is the Chidush? Tanina, we know always that Shomea Kone. I know that if you hear the blessing from me, yo would say, what is Rabbi Yochanan bringing to the table as the Chidush? He's saying two people ate together, one could say the blessing for the other. Of course. Even if you hear and you don't say Amen, if you want to be, you would say it's okay. So if I want to make Birkat Amazon for me and my friend, what's the Chidush that I could do? For Amir Zaira Lomar, the Chidush in Rabbi Yochanan is a diyuk. It's a little tricky diyuk. Rashi says that Shomeya Ka'ona is not called both of our blessing. It's called my blessing. A would say with me. Zimun makes it like it's called both of our blessings. Since he uses the words, Yotzebe Birchat Chavero, 
I am being Yotzeh, my friend's blessing, that shows you there's no Zimun. Because had it been Zimun, it would be called Birchat Shnehem. Rashi explains, if I'm being Motzi, you with the blessing, it's my blessing, and you're piggybacking. But if it's Zimun, it's like both of our blessings. So it says the words Birchat Chavero, it seems like there's no Zimun. Had there been Zimun, it would have been Birchat Shnehem. Consider both of our blessings. So Abiyokun is trying to teach you from the diyuk that if two people eat together, they cannot make zimun. And therefore, it's called only one blessing that the other one is yotze with. Had it been zimun, it would have been both of their blessings. That's the proof. Lomar, the teachers ain't birchot zimun beinayim. The stayim, that's a good proof. Amalei Rava Bar Bar Huna For Rabbanan de'atu b'mimarava, we had a bunch of rabbis that came down from Eretz Yisrael. Amri, they taught us, if two people want to make zimun, they're allowed to. Now the story is, who was the chief rabbi of Eretz Yisrael at that time? Rabbi Yochanan. If they quoted this thing, they probably heard it from their rabbi. You just told me Rabbi Yochanan says, two people cannot make zimun. And these rabbis, they came from Eretz Yisrael, who their rabbi was Rabbi Yochanan. He said, two people can make zimun. My love is then not true. The Shmuel, they heard it from Rabbi Yochanan. So you have a contradiction. As this Gemara law, there was a rabbi there before Rabbi Yochanan, the Shemiel Rav, They heard it from Rav before Rav went down to Babel. Yes, these rabbis came from Israel. Yes, they heard it from their rabbi. But the rabbi wasn't Rabbi Yochanan, the rabbi was Rav. We already know that Rav holds the two people allowed to make Zimun. Kufa, we learned before. Three people that ate together. They went out to Ocean Parkway. You call them and you say, Hey, you didn't make Zimun. And you make Zimun even from the distance. The Chidush is, he doesn't have to come back here. You could do it screaming, shouting, long distance. It only works if you call him and he answers. He's not that far, he doesn't hear you. This only works long distance when you need Zimun of three. If you want to make the Zimun of ten, to say, Adinaiti. It doesn't work until he comes back. You can't do it long distance. Ten is different than three. Ask Ravashi. The opposite makes more sense. Tisha, if you have nine people here and one in the distance, it's nicer. At least it looks like ten. You can't tell the difference between nine people sitting here and ten people sitting here. That's not so aib. He's far away, but he's far as him. When you have nine people here, that's good enough. Shnayim, but if you have two people there, and one is the distance, ain't near in Kishlosha. Kalvachome. If two could do it, of course ten could do it. The truth is, though, Hilchatik and Marzutra. Even though we knocked down Marzutra, we're going to put him back up. He is really right. Ten cannot do it long distance, and three can. Maitama. Kevin the boilat kure shem shema. Since you're going to say the shame of Hashem by ten, but Asar, less than ten people in one place, Lav Orach is not Derech Eret. It's not proper. It's Aib to say the Shem Hashem if you don't have ten people in one place. You can't do nine in one long distance. What? Telephone. I guess. Why not? No, I'm joking. It doesn't work. Amr Abai, Naktina. The word Naktina means we hold Lalacha. We accept Lalacha. Shnaim Shachlul Kachat. Two people ate together. Mitzvah Lechalek. It's a mitzvah, they should say, Birchat HaMazon separate, and even Bracha Rishona, Rashi says, they should say separately. Tayin HaMiyachim, written a bride, the Shnayin Shachogat, two people ate together, mitzvah lechaleh. Better they should do everything separately. Ahmed, Warren, Murim, Shishnayim, Sofrim. It's only if they're both knowledgeable, they're both learned people, they're both Chachamim. Avol Echad Sofeh, Echad Bor. 
if one is a chacham that's able to say the blessings and one is ignorant, so obviously sofer mivareich, the, the knowledgeable person makes the blessing, a boor, you would say, and the ignorant will have to be you would say with him. Amir Rava says Rava. There's no zimun by, by two. Allah is, Allah I think at the end you're not allowed to. I don't know. Says the Gemara. Amir Rava, hamilta the following halacha, amrita ana, I said it for myself. And then itmura mishmed Rav Zayre kavati. I'm excited. I heard that they were said over name Rav Zayre exactly like I said. I said it. Then I heard Rav Zayre said the same thing. This is the following halacha. Three people ate together. One of them, let's say, finishes early and wants to say zimun. The others should stop eating and answer for him. What's the halacha? Do they have to stop for him? There are three people eating and one of them finished already and he wants to leave. But he has to wait for zimun. So he says, guys, you mind stopping for me? And I'll say zimun, and they'll continue eating. The law is echad mafsik lishnayim. If two people finished and they want to go, so the third man has to stop for them. But if the one person finished, the other two don't have to stop for him. The law, two don't stop for one. For a papa, a papa was eating with Abba Mar, who was his son, and a third person. There are three people by the table. Rapapa, Rapapa's son named Abba Mar, and a third person. Rapapa Efsikle stopped. He and the third person stopped. La Abba Marbere. Who stopped? Iu. Rapapa Vachad. And a different person. So you see two people stop for one. Rapapa and the other person stop for Abba Mar, the son of Rapapa. And so Shani Rapapa, he went beyond the letter of the law. Why do you do it, says Rashi? He wanted to give Kavod to his son. Yehuda Barmerema, Bamarbar of Ashi, Rabacha Midifti. Three rabbis, Yehuda Bar Merema, Morbar of Ashi, and Avacha Medifti, Korchi, ate, rift the bread, Bahadi Adadi. Now, they thought that perhaps the Chi of Zimun is based on the fact that one is more chashuf than the other ones, we give them the honor to say, Berkat Hamazon. But if they're all equal, perhaps there's no Zimun. They thought perhaps the whole obligation of Zimun is to give honor to the more learned person. It happened to me by these three rabbis, there was not one that was specially ahead of the other two, the Vruchel, to make Berkat Amazon. They sat and they were questioning. That you have obligation to make Zimun. Maybe it's only if there's a great man there. So he gets the Kavod. Maybe if they're all the same, there's no mitzvah of Zimun. Could be the whole purpose of Zimun is to honor the rabbi. So it could be Chilik Brachot Adif. They weren't sure. Maybe better to separate. They didn't know what to do. What did they do? Baruch and Nishon They did separate. Atlukami the Mereima. They came from the Mereima. They asked him, what's the better way? Amalu, he answered, Yidei Bracha Yatsatem. Yeah, you did Birkat Amazon. Yidei Zimun lo Yatsatem. No, you missed out. You could have, should have, and could have done Zimun, and you missed it. He want to do it now, too late. You already said, You can't put the toothpaste back into the tube. <laughs> he just lost <laughs> Says the Gemara. Let's say somebody walks in, he did not eat. And he walks into a place that people are saying, Zimun. Does he say something or he keeps quiet? He hears that people saying, What does he do? What should he say? He did not eat. 
Omer Achrein. What does he say afterwards? What does he say? Rav Zvida Amar, he says, Baruch Mevorach. He says, Baruch Mevorach, Hashem is blessed. Rav Papa Amar, Amen. He says, Amen. Follow Pligi. If he comes in the Kamri, Nivarech, the word Nivarech is not a blessing. It means, let's bless. So you can't say, Amen. There's nothing to say, Amen on. The word Nivarech is just a command to go bless. And that you could say, Baruch Mevorach. If they hear, it comes a time when they're saying Baruch, that he can say Amen. It's not a blessing. You can't say Amen. They're saying Baruch Shechal which is a blessing. Ona Amen, that he can say Amen. Tana Chada we learn in the Brayta. Ona Amen Achem Brichotav. Somebody says after every bracha he makes Baruch Ata Hashem Lekeinu Malach Olam Shakol Niyeh B'Dvaru Amen. Harezem Meshubach. It's a good thing to do. He's praiseworthy. It's disgusting. Really, you cannot do it in every bracha. You can only do it, and if you have a, a sequence of brachot on the last one to show us that it's the last bracha, then you could say amen. For example, Narbit, after Shomer Amo Yisrael. What do you say? Shomer Amo Yisrael, Ad Amen? Amen. Why amen? Because the last bracha from Narbit. That's what we're doing right now. Is the last blessing because the fourth blessing is only the Rabbanan. So you say Amen after Bon Yishlaim. The other brachot, not nice to say Amen, you shouldn't. Abaye, Ani Lebekala. When Abaye said Bon Yishlaim, Amen, he said it loud. Why do you say it loud? Because he held that Tova Meitiv is the Rabbanan and a worker is working with somebody else, is not allowed to say a tova ametev. Since it's the Rabbanan, you're not allowed to take away from your work to do it. So he wanted, the workers should hear that he finished Birkat HaMazon, for the they should get up, and, but the tova ametev, loved right to go back to work. Rav Ashi, even though he agreed that tova ametev is not Doraita, and he agreed the workers should go back, but still, he said it quietly. Why? He was concerned that even though Abayi's intentions are great, but if people are going to hear that you're saying it loud, they're making believe to themselves that Tova Meitiv doesn't count. So they'll ever, even if they're not working, they'll stop saying a Tova Meitiv. They'll think it's nothing. So he wanted to make sure people don't denigrate a Tova Meitiv, the fourth blessing. He said the Amen quietly. Good? Okay.